two interracial couples on a quest where fantasy and the real world collide. This is When Crit Happens. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Raghatima. Raghatima. I am your game master, Torsten David Johnson. He, they, pronouns, and I am joined today by Joshua David Robinson. Hello, JDR here. They, he, playing Titan, Yabelt. Amazing. And Deanna Elizabeth Woodman. Hello. That's just me. I am this, and this is me. <laughs> My pronouns are whatever you want them to be. I really don't care. Right. And I play Jessie Ushiha. Amazing. And Kylie Marie Brinkman? Oh, hello. Kylie Marie Brinkman coming to you from a big pantry. <laughs> playing Joseph yes, Wick, and we both use she, her pronouns. There we go. There you have it. Okay, that was the end of the episode. Thanks, everyone. Yeah, thanks. Bye. Thanks for joining us. See you. This is a good one, right? <laughs> that was good. Short and sweet. Everybody says you, your episodes are too long, so this time we, we tried to... Who said to that? Oh, yeah, who said who that? Who said that? How send, dare they? Send me an email. Yeah. Send us an email and say that it's <laughs> yeah, too long. I dare Please. <laughs> Can you imagine? I would like an email this week from from Stacy. Maybe to have used Stacy before. Have I used Stacy? You absolutely. That's one of your go tos. Yeah, I so know. I imagine Stacey. that you I have. Want to, I want an email from okay, Aiden. Claire. Actually, Aiden. I have a question. Oh, Linda. Yeah. I heard somebody told me last week that Linda is like another cliche, like a like Karen or Linda. Mm. Like Linda is a. Mm. I've never heard it before though. I don't know if I know a I Linda. Know I think a Linda. I don't think Lindas exist. I, I know one Linda, my friend's mom, and she was the coolest. No, I don't think that's real. Are you talking <laughs> about real. a real person? <laughs> yeah. No, my godmother's name is Linda. No, Hi, Linda. Think... Hi, hey, Linda. Linda. I'm so happy hey, you started hey, listening hey, to the show. Hey, fairy godmother. Yeah. I don't See, know I what the cliche is. Really that is magical, what I refer to as, as my fairy godmother. That don't exist. Her name is Linda. All right. Ethereal beings <laughs> are Lindas. Well, on that note, shall we get to a little recap? Yes, Let's please. do it. Please, Lord. Yes. All right. So last time you made your way across rainy Stormhaven from the House of Prim to the House of Joe, while Yama helped you think through Yama. all the possible connections between Joe's crystal, the air dragon, the meteors that fell both hundreds of years ago and just earlier this week, and the dragons, both Stormbones and the Black Dragon that Thula told you about. As you thought about all of that, you spied one of the Duke's guards hiding in an alcove, trying to keep dry. But you got past him without any issues and made it to Joe's house. When you got to Joe's house, Eto was getting packed while Malaya and her family were getting settled in, preparing to stay and take care of the place while he's gone. Joe, you spent a couple hours with your dad helping him pack, and also he fixed up your crystal to ensure that it will keep working. Yes. Even making it so that it can focus light out at a distance now. So handy. As the night wore on, Burl showed up with Steve, the water guy, to pick up Eto. <laughs> Joe, you gave Burl a firm talking to yep. and said goodbye to your dad and assured him in front of Burl that you will see him in the capital soon, however truthful that may be. And then finally, everyone got some sleep. In the morning, as the sun was just beginning to come above the horizon and brighten the still gray sky, 
Evie came into the house and told you that Koro soldiers were all throughout the streets and that the Baron was in the sky on his falcon. You gathered supplies for the journey northward to the Evertree Sanctuary and then perhaps further to the Lake of Shifting Shores. You bid farewell to Malaya and you ventured out into the streets with Yama and Thula. The city had been placed under martial law and yellow-clad soldiers were everywhere. In particular, the distinctive uniforms of the Mountain Company, Reconnaissance and Communication Unit, caught your eye. And Jasu, you spotted one June. I did. Joe and Titan, you could tell Jasu was triggered by this, and you all set out toward the North Gate as quickly and inconspicuously as you could. Unfortunately, June had spotted you as well, and soldiers spread out to intercept you. Two of them blocked your path, and Jasu, you dispatched them with a violent outburst of lightning energy. Murder! Look, we've killed people before. I don't know why this is any different. It's different. (laughs) (laughs) Not wanting to get into any further altercations, Joe, you led everyone to a house you recognized, which belongs to Steve, the water guy. He was still asleep upstairs, having been up late the previous night. And you told him to stay in bed while you hunkered down to let the patrols cool down outside. When it finally looked like the coast was clear, you set out for the city walls, far from the north gate. Titan, you led everyone to an old smuggler's route, and you made your way up and over the walls into the brushy foothills on the other side. And that is where you are now. Chilling. So Thula and Yama just landed hard and are uh, simultaneously rubbing their respective ankles, um, picking themselves up off the ground. They are definitely in fine shape to keep going, but they took some damage from that fall. And you can tell that you have a couple miles of walking through the brushy foothills here to get to the road, which extends far to the north. There are other people exiting now as well, right? Yeah, so there's a. you can see that there's a whole train of people leaving out of the north gate. You just have a little bit of off-trail walking before you get to the road where all those people are because you hopped the wall away from the gate so that you didn't have to go by any soldiers or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I think that we join the column of folks Mm -hmm. headed vaguely in the direction that we're trying to go and take it from there. Yama says, yeah, I know. I think that sounds like uh, the best plan. You see, there's kind of a a little valley that extends down to the north road there. I think we could probably make it and they wouldn't even be able to see us from the guard towers if they were if they were looking for us. So I think we should be able to meet up with them without any trouble. Looks like there's a lot of people leaving the city, huh? Yeah, you know, when an occupying army enters a city, you know, folks who don't like that and have the option to leave do. And I guess we're just some of those people. Joe is rummaging around in her backpack, um, mm-hmm. the backpacks that we took from the house. And I pull out two ace bandages that are meant Mm. to wrap ankles Mm -hmm. and say, anyone need an ace bandage? Anyone anyone from that fall looking at uh, Thula? Yeah, I I could use one. Yama raises a hand and and Thula says, I definitely could use a dressing for this. It's going to be a little stiff, especially since we have a lot of walking to do. It's 
a solid two-day walk from here to the Evertree Sanctuary. At that statement, my eyes get kind of big because I don't think I realized it was that long of a walk prior to leaving. (laughs) And I hand them the bandages. I don't actually know how to use these, but here you go. I I step forward as Joe does that, and Mm -hmm. I don't really say anything, but do lay on hands. How hurt are they? They each took seven points of damage. Hey. Okay, well then I'll give them five each so that they're okay. pretty much good. Great. And I think I step forward. I take the bandages from Joe mm. and without saying anything, kneel down. And as I'm wrapping the bandages, there's bits of uh, fog and smoke that's coming mm. out. And that is my lay on hands coming too. So it's like sort of cool to touch, kind of like an icy hot, but it's cool you see thula yama has seen you heal people before but thula is watching this and kind of experiencing it and the look of pain on her face it kind of softens and she looks very openly at you and says so this is the healing magic that you possess of mist and and the, the world around us that, that you're able to channel, it, it's amazing. I say very curtly, it appears so. <laughs> <laughs> what you did in that alley also appeared to be magic of, of the realm around us, of, of lightning and storms. How much control do you have over this, this magic? That, does it feel like it controls you? I am looking down as I'm wrapping Thula's ankle, and I think I look up at the question, and I I just sort of glance up, and I I then go back to wrapping it and very, very quietly say, I'm honestly not sure. Wow. Titan hears that, and I think just like goes and puts a hand on Jesu's shoulder, and it's just like, hey, how you doing, honey? That was a lot back there. You okay? Yeah, I'm I'm fine. I step up and I take two steps back from from everyone and I sort of shrug off your your hand tighten and I go, "Yeah, I'm I am all right. I think we should get a move on." I think at that Joe I think puts a hand on Jasu and just says, "It's okay not to be all right." And in that moment, I cast press the digitation because I'm imagining that on Jasu's outfit, there's probably like maybe a bit of char, maybe a bit of leftover mess from her totally annihilating those two people. <laughs> Remember when I um, yeah. completely annihilated both? And I have just like cleaned off her garb. Yeah. And then I lay my hand off and, you know, kind of end the moment since it clear, it's clear that she doesn't want to keep talking about it. Mm, yeah. yeah I, I sort of nod at you, Joe, and I think I go as if to speak, but then hold it back. And inside, I think Jasu is just feeling like she's sort of tired of not being okay mm. and doesn't want to even begin to decompress at the moment. Thula is able to see that you are not in the mood to really talk and open up. But before you start walking, she does say, you know, the... The spirituality that we practice at the Evertree Sanctuary and the studies that we have done, I I think that we could probably learn from you. And at the same time, we have learned much that we would happily share with you if 
if you would like to to talk so that it, it can be hard when you're in the dark when you don't know what's going on and perhaps if we if we share and talk there will be more light and then she turns to go up to Yama who has climbed up onto the hill a little bit and is scouting out a bit of a route so the five of you set off around the outside of the city walls and you're in the foothills of the mountains which rise up to join the peaks that extend out to become the storm crest so it's the same mountain range that just reaches from south to north along the coast here and it's rocky there's a lot of scrubby brush there's small trees and things like that but it's not hard for you to pick your way through these hills and keep out of sight of any guards and things like that and it it looks like the guards that you do see that are on the walls are primarily focused on what's going on inside the town and are not mm. currently worried about anything coming from outside and so after 30 minutes or so you are able to make it around and into that little valley which connects down into the the road mm. which leads north as we're walking away from storm haven I think Titan is just remembering the path they took to get there, mm -hmm. that it's like they were on a bit of a pilgrimage to get there in the first place and and just never expected to be traveling mm -hmm. backwards, but not feeling like they were going backwards. Yeah, and because our map primarily exists in the imagination, I will spend a moment just talking about the geography here. Yes. Mm. So Arboreus is the continent that you're all on. And the southwestern corner is where Stormhaven is located. So if you continue going to the southwest across the Silver Sea, you'll get to Aegir if you're on one of the hallowed boats. And also on the south coast, but much further to the east, is where the three capitals are of all three nations. So West Anglia is the biggest of the three nations and fills up much of the continent. And then far to the east, there's both the Federated Enterprises and the Nation of Pure. And all three capitals are at the south. They're on the sea. They have uh, good access to shipping and things like that. And then on the north side of the continent is where the mountains are, the, the Skyvale Mountains, the, the big mountain range. There's other smaller mountain ranges as well, but that's where the, the Skyvale Mountains are, where Ather is. And so what you're doing right now is you're traveling to the north, basically along the west coast. You're not on the water. You're on the other side of the mountains along the Sudden Flow River, which flows from north to south into Stormhaven. And so this road, the north road leading out of Stormhaven, travels next to the Sudden Flow River uh, until it reaches the Lake of Shifting Shores, its headwaters. So this is kind of... Uh, further away from the the capital cities and all of the you know bigger cosmopolitan metropolises of of this continent. So yeah, I mean it's like this probably isn't even the same gate that they entered in, mm -hmm. but it's like I think Titan always thought that they would leave Stormhaven on a boat, mm, you know, yeah. and and so yeah. now 
be wa- like walking in this crowd of of people mm-hmm. kind of not knowing knowing where they're going but not again not knowing what to expect when they get there yeah. i i just didn't expect to be in this position again so soon but but for it to feel completely different yeah do we know where they're going to who the people who are leaving yeah so as you are dropping down in this little sort of side valley that lets you join up with the column without any guards or anything like that seeing you you get a better look at who is here in the caravan and what you see is it's not a huge segment of the population but you see that there's a lot of carts here there's maybe you know, a dozen carts that you can see just right in front of you. And they kind of run the gamut. At the head of the line, which has already started moving as you are arriving, are the carts of the DeLargo family. And they have what look to be two fairly ornate carriages and a full retinue of the Duke's guard who are surrounding them. And they have set off in the front with their banners flying and things like that. And then there's kind of a large mass of people that are still kind of staging their caravans and getting things packed up. Um, and, and they're slowly starting to filter in and fit into this line as well. Uh, a couple that stick out are, uh, th- there's a, a big covered wagon um, that you recognize Gammy the Baker, who is this big furry bugbear of a person who's got a big family and, you know, their bakery was one of the best bakeries in town. And so it's interesting to see that they've decided to leave. Um, You also see some people who are on foot uh, and just seem to be carrying their bags on their backs. Um, A couple people who have like a hand cart that doesn't have any beast of burden pulling it, but just them. Mm. Um, So it's, it seems like a, a mix of people. Would we assume that they're like going out to live in the countryside if they're on this road? Or that they're yeah, towards so, a larger city? Uh, you think that the, it, it's probably it's probably a mix. There's probably some people who have family who, with farms nearby, and they might just be going a, a short ways to stay with somebody who lives in a rural area. Other people might be going all the way to the Lake of Shifting Shores. That's really the only other big town along this road. So... You can definitely talk to people and ask them while you're walking, but it's probably a a mix. Can you say the name of the big town just one more time? It's the Lake of Shifting Shores. Oh, okay. And the Lake of Shifting Shores is called the Lake of Shifting Shores because every Mm. few years, for some reason that's unknown, it stops flowing into the Sudden Flow River and it starts flowing into the Nary Flow, which flows right into the ocean on the western coast of the continent and nobody knows why it shifts but when it does this whole stream bed practically dries up and so there's far less water for irrigation or for fishing or even just drinking and so it kind of makes the whole landscape a little bit tumultuous you know you can't really rely on this water source all the time and that's why the biggest town is on the lake itself because the lake is always a good water source and so the town is literally built on the lake Mm. there's a stilt town wow that's built on on the surface of the water that's so fucking cool 
Love that world building. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. Cool. Yeah. And so you are able to join up with the column here. As we join the group of people, Joe rubs her mood ring, hmm. which I think is whatever color it is, is like a feeling of anticipation and more does it as a signal to her dad that she is alive and well. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm thinking maybe like a teal color with some flecks of yellow sprinkled in. Oh, sure. And then a few moments later, kind of in response to this, you see a color come up on your mood ring and it is bright golden. It's like a, a golden yellow. And you almost feel that your father must be just very excited. Mm, okay. <laughs> and, and you remember in that moment that he always did love boats. And so being on a ship <laughs> is probably a joy. <laughs> okay. Where would you like to be in this column? Would you like to try to get up towards the front where the, the Delargos are? Would you like to stay kind of in the in the middle where Gammy, the baker, and this big covered wagon have joined up with some of the other wagons? Or would you like to go towards the back where people are still kind of getting situated and getting their stuff on top of carts just outside of the gates here? I think I'd like to get the vibe of what the people are are about. So mm -hmm. maybe that means in the middle and also like looking for Oh oh did did oh my gosh. What's our Delargo frenemy's name? Bilius. <laughs> yes, Bilius, but no the Ornamaya. what's his name? Oramaya. Or, Oramaya. Is mm -hmm. is Oramaya in this column? Give me a perception check. Anybody can give me a perception check. I'm gonna do it with my nose. See if you can smell Oramaya. <laughs> Fourteen. <laughs> Thirteen. Six. Great. Approaching the middle of the column, you're too far away to smell exactly who's at the front, Jesu, so you're not sure who might be in those carts way up at the front, but you smell some delicious bread and maybe cookies, maybe fresh baked items that Gammy the Baker is bringing in this covered wagon, and Titan, you see Bilius walking next to the carriages and so you think well if bilius is here uh, then it would make sense that you know they're bringing everybody mm -hmm. and then you also notice that all of the guards are there so sir gallivane is is there walking and all of the duke's guards that you saw uh in the town square including that one that one that you um noticed last night who was out looking for you uh, and trying to stay dry in an alcove. Right. But it doesn't look like they have many other guards. It, so it looks like they probably cut loose the like a lot of the palace staff, but just kept these 12 Duke's guards. Okay. Yeah. Looks like our old uh, buddy Oramaya is traveling a little light. I wonder where they're going. Yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe at some point, let's, I think we'll keep, we'll keep it moving, but mm -hmm. um, Titan is thinking about trying to like see what's going on with them as well. Totally. Yeah, I would like to um, walk up to Gammy's caravan. And this is like, I'm not having to like go far, right? I'm still with my group because Gammy yeah. is close enough to us. Absolutely. The whole group is, is you're kind of smack in the middle there. Great. Um, so I run up to Gammy's caravan and while still walking, mm -hmm. like put my arms around Gammy because obviously <laughs> I know Gammy because they're the baker. Yeah. 
Um, oh, it's so good to see you. Oh, oh, who is that? Joe. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know who that was for a second. I thought it was one of my kids. I mean, basically, where are you good headed? Good to see you, Joe. Uh, us? Yes. Oh, well, we, you know, we've been we've been thinking about doing some kind of, you know, while the kids are still young, we want to give them some, some experience out and about. And so... So we're just going to take the opportunity to set up shop in, in far off land. We're going to, not too far off. We're going to go to the Lake of Shifting Shores and, uh, and try to try to move the, the bakery. Uh, you're going to do incredible. And obviously, oh, if your oven breaks, so. you know who to call. I, oh, you always were good at fixing things. That's true. We, we packed a bunch of stuff along with us. We, we got fresh, fresh baked bread and cookies, and we even brought the the cast iron stove with us so uh so we're hoping that we can what? we can bake a little bit on on the way you know not a big brick oven or anything but at least something that we can we can make some some pan breads and and stuff while we're on the road here i'm kind of eyeing the cookies <laughs> would you would you like one <laughs> Yes, can I take some for my companions? Oh, and absolutely. I like usher up the rest. I'd of love the to group meet your if they're companions. not already Are me. these your companions? Uh, hello, I'm Gammy. Yes, Gammy. We have Titan Yvelt. Titan, Titan, Titan looks at Gammy. Says, "Oh, we've met." Well, <laughs> I'm I'm just so pleased that you know Joe here. This this is just one of the best things that I've ever even. <laughs> Even heard about in, in my life, and definitely in the last forty eight hours. Let me tell you that much. Jasu mm. and Yama and Thula, oh. and I pass that. Wow, cookies. nice, nice to meet all of you. And does anybody want to ride up on the on the cart here, so you don't have to walk? Titan is already on the cart. <laughs> 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 is already like rec- recumbent as if Amazing. on a day bed on top of and the cart. And you see that this cart is is full to overflowing with both accoutrements for the business and the bake shop, fresh baked goods, and also people. Uh, Gammy's partner Holden is on the cart as well as their seven children. So it is it is a, a full to bursting covered wagon. I lean over and I ask, Gammy, so what do you know about the Gelargos? Where are they headed? I feel like oh, you must have heard well, something in the shop. We, we were actually... Here first, you know us bakers. We know how to get up early in the morning, and uh, we were we were headed out, and they they came up behind us and said, "No, we we want to be in front for Ugh. whatever reason." So okay, we we pulled to the side, and and, and they're, they're in front. There they are. Uh, but I think I heard them making some noise about going up to the lake. There, I think they're gonna try to get the mayor to give them some kind of. You know what do you call it when like states help out other states? Yeah, there's there's terms Some for that. Nepotism. <laughs> there are terms for that. Some rich people trying to give other rich people more monies. Immunity. Asylum. Yeah, they're 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 gonna get some kind of asylum or something. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it looks like they kept all the guards on payroll though. At least the the Duke's guards there. So, you know, they they must have packed along a fair amount of money. <laughs> Which we all know they got plenty of. Dangerous, dangerous times to be guarding all that money with 12 people who ostensibly would be getting paid with that money. Why don't they just take it? (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's that's a good question. Must be why they need to go get some asylum. Mm. But yeah, I think there's, you know, I've heard word from from some folks around here that they're going to stay on friends' farms or, you know, homesteads that, that their family have up in these hills. 
but you know Delilah, who used to work with your dad all the time, mm. uh, Delilah the the jeweler. Sure, she's a little ways back there. Yeah, you see that that little donkey. Yeah, yeah, that's that's her cart right there. Do you think she has some information? Oh well, you know she always did a lot of work with the Delargos because uh, they commissioned a lot of products from her, so she might know something. I would like to take a cookie and fall back <laughs> to Delilah. <laughs> All right. I would like to see, is anyone needing assistance as we're walking along? Yeah. Do people seem to be traveling okay? So at this point, the rain has stopped, though the skies are still gray. The road following the river is not steep exactly, but goes uphill right from the outset. And so as you've just traveled the first quarter mile, half mile out of the city, you look back and you can see the walls of of the city now splayed out in front of you and the bay behind it filled with soldiers and that little staging area right outside the gate is pretty much empty at this point. And it looks like everybody who wanted to set out in the morning at least has has gotten underway. As Joe is walking back to meet up with Delilah, uh, you see, Jesu, that there's a group of three people that are pulling a little hand cart, and they're definitely struggling to figure out how to arrange it. And they, n- none of them look like they are particularly familiar with doing heavy physical labor like this, and so they're, they're having a, a bit of a hard time. Uh, I would like to walk up to them and say... May I be of assistance? And two of them who are currently trying to pull one handle each look up and they say, Oh, uh, what? no, we, we couldn't ask you. Uh, just uh, uh, somebody else to It is absolutely to pull fine. And I just take with really? one hand the cart <laughs> <laughs> and just start walking it. And it's not dragging behind me. Make her it's roll. Truly Make her roll me. for it. <laughs> um, yeah, give me, a, give me an athletics check to see yeah, how, yeah, yeah. how good this looks. Well, a nine. So, you're you're pulling it, <laughs> but unbeknownst to you, okay. uh, several objects fall out of the back, and so the the three people are oh oh ah, ah, and they uh, struggle to catch these things and put them back into the cart. Uh, but then you get the you get your bearings, and you're with two hands able to pull it quite easily. Yeah, fair. <laughs> and so the next cart down is where Delilah is, and Delilah is a person who has lizard scales covering their body and she's also a jeweler so she has uh, piercings and uh, jewels that have been implanted in various ways all over her body she's she's got some tattoos as well she is a well-ornamented individual and you know that she used to collaborate with your dad a fair amount joe because you know a lot of people wanted you know, their jewelry to have some magical function or, you know, and, and so the two of them had a bunch of commissions that they worked on and things like that. Um, mm. And on top of her cart behind her donkey is, are her two children as well. Um, and she sees you coming up and she says, oh, Joe, good to see you. Delilah. Are you uh, headed north as well? Yeah, we're we're headed north. I'm so glad to see you, and it's probably good you're getting out of town. I feel like anyone that worked too closely with the Delargos is probably going to have the Coros closely eyeing them. Yeah, yeah, I think so. And you know, I caught wind that uh, the Delargos were headed to the Lake of Shifting Shores, so I figure, well, if they 
commission my business down here. Maybe they'll do it over there as well. If that's where the work is, exactly. for sure. I hand her the cookie. Oh, oh, let's pretend I have three you. cookies that I can give to kids. <laughs> yes, let's pretend. In this instance, in this one sole let's instance, pretend. let's pretend. I was really sad the rest I'm having of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And she says, where's, where's your dad? He is on a ship, actually. Oh. Um, he's headed wow. to- He got one of the spots on the Noble Flounder. He... I heard those, those tickets were hard to come by. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah. Do we know why they were hard to come by? It was the only ship in harbor. Anybody who wanted to go east, that was the best way. Yeah, well, he's working with this Burl guy. Do you know this Burl guy? Burl. No. Burl. He's like commissioning my dad for something, and I think Burl got on the seat on the ship. And I don't know what his deal is, but I'm getting vibes. Hmm. Well, your dad's... I was going to say he's got a good head on his shoulders, but, uh, and, and he does, he, he definitely does, but, but I understand how you, you could be, you could be nervous about him going off alone. I mean, what about your mom? Is she, she's still overseas? Uh, TBD. Okay. Yeah. We're headed to a place, Evertree. Have you ever heard of it? Evertree. Is that that weird, like, commune? <laughs> Is that that yes. cult? I think that's the one. I yeah. So I think I went to a festival a couple years ago, and there there were a bunch of people who came from Evertree. <laughs> so I think I've I've met some people from there. They were cool. I think a bunch of them bought my jewelry, so that was nice. Well, I guess there there's been a meteor. There's been a dragon. There's all kinds of drama happening in Evertree. A, so that's a, where what, we're headed. A meteor, right? A dragon? Wait, you're telling me that. We're all headed north and there's a dragon? Oh, then yes. Actually, that could pose a problem to everyone. Oh. If I need a reminder from Thula uh -huh. where this dragon is at. Yeah, the so the commune is right next to the area that the Koros were in, which is where the dragon is. And that is a little ways off the road. So it's not like the dragon is on the road. It's It's on the other side of the river. And it's it's a little ways up. Like, remember that Koros had managed to have this military encampment without anybody knowing it for a while. So it's it's kind of tucked away. Mm. That said, dragons fly. So Sure do. Uh, <laughs> In that case, be on the lookout. Spread the word. Oh, oh, There's a dragon somewhere okay, out there. Okay, I suppose I will. That's... Uh, wow, way to bury the lead there, Joe. Um. <laughs> uh, and on that note, I skipped towards... Gammy to make sure that she knows too. <laughs> Great. Okay, so as the morning proceeds, you can see that Delilah starts spreading the word and Gammy spreads the word. And so people start to realize, oh, there's there's a dragon that has taken up residence somewhere on the east side of the river, about halfway between here and the Lake of Shifting Shores. And so you can tell that there's some, you know whispers, people wondering how it got there, how dangerous it's going to be. Um, you might even see a couple of people turn around who say, well, you know, I wasn't sure if I wanted to leave anyway. Maybe I'll just take my chances in the city with the Koros. Uh, anything else you all want to do as the day proceeds and this caravan is heading north? Any other questions you want to pose to people or things you want to listen for? I don't think just for Jessu. I think Jessu is 
just who's not preaching for the first time, asking anyone whether or not they've heard the light. Mm-hmm. And it's truly just is helping, but it's helping yeah. somewhat silently. All right. I think, yeah, Titan, Titan is good. Titan is listening. Uh, like at some point, we'll make a move up to see what's going on with the Delargos. Uh-huh. They're they're going to try to go to this town because they're going to get asylum, amnesty, and, you know, a cottage. <laughs> so, yeah, no, let's pr- press on on. Hello, everyone. It is time to thank our amazing patrons, including Steve, Stalwart as a Stone, and Andrew. Ask and answers he will offer abundantly. And also, Camille Bryan. Welcome to the Patreon, Camille. I'm also going to use this opportunity to remind you that if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we'll read it during the mid-roll, this part of the show that you're listening to right now. And we know many of you don't listen on Apple Podcasts, but that's one of the only apps that lets you leave a review. So even if you're listening somewhere else, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a message. We'll read it right here on the mid-roll. Okay, that's it from me. Now back to the show. Well, the day wears on without too much of an event. Uh, Some people stop for lunch. Other people are able to just kind of eat on their carts as they're moving. And so it, it kind of becomes a little bit more spread out. Do you want to try to stay close to the DeLargos or hang out on Gammy's cart? I want to keep an eye. Personally, I would like to keep an eye on the, the, the DeLargos. Right. So as Titan is kind of staying up towards the front of the pack, do the two of you stay with them or do you want to kind of do your own thing? I think I'm in my own land. Walking forward, pulling this cart. All right. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I'm near Gammy's cart and like talking to the kids, but Titan isn't like, I can see Titan though, right? They're not. Yeah, you, okay. you're close enough to where you can see each other. Great. So this road is proceeding further up into the Sudden Flow River Valley and the mountains off to the left are rugged. And so sometimes there's a little track or a little dirt road that leads up one of the valleys, maybe to a farm or a mine or something going on up there. But there's rarely a a bridge over the river. And so there's not much that's off on the far side, except for sweeping views that you can see of the vast flatlands, these plains that are called the Barrens down to the east. And, you know, that historically, that's where the Koros, that's land that the Koros controlled. And a lot of it's farmland still. But as the day goes by, the road gets steeper. And the, the, the area between the river and these kind of rocky hillsides off to your left is frequently quite small. Mm. And it's late in the afternoon when Titan, as you're walking... Uh, up pretty close to the DeLargos, you see all of a sudden the front carriage lurch forward. And there's a cry that goes up from the people that are driving the the horses. Oh, hold on, hold on. And you see this carriage kind of (laughs) clunk to a stop. Mm. And it looks like one of the wheels has like sunk deep into a mud puddle of some kind. Mm. And the whole thing is come to a complete stop and the other carriage behind it also has to stop. Wow. Is uh, Jesu within 120 feet of me? 
Jessu, I want you to roll a D20. Oh, just a D20. Wow. Let's okay. All right. All right. 17. 17, 170 feet. <laughs> Bummer. Um, well, yeah, 170 feet is less than a football field. Yeah, yeah. yeah so I just yell. Great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love how uh, there's so many D&D spells that are like, if you cast Thunder Wave, it can be heard for 300 feet. And I'm like, so can me just talking at like a normal That's volume. That's so true. <laughs> so true. <laughs> <laughs> so I uh, shout back to Jasu. Having noticed this, I say, Jasu, I think there's some people who might need your help. <laughs> Just your physical help. Don't need to talk to them. You could feel useful for your strength. <laughs> I immediately, <laughs> upon hearing this, stand even straighter. <laughs> I turn to the people who I've been somewhat helping, but also probably somewhat annoying. <laughs> we, we can take that back from you now. You've been really helpful this whole time. I will come back to assist um, okay. as soon as I can. Th- th- thanks so <laughs> Let much. It go. Really, I mean, she's really helpful, but like, I, d- I don't even think she... She heard us when we told her our names. No idea what their names are. I'm walking forward. I will go back to help those people who I do not even realize I do not know their names (laughs) up later. (laughs) Great. And Joe? Um, Are you going to go towards Titan as well? I don't... You don't have to. No, not yet. Yeah, okay, cool. I'm watching, but like, I'm not thinking there's really a drama. It's like, oh, something is stuck. I'm not strong. Yeah. So like... (laughs) So uh, Titan and Jesu, as you approach this leading cart, you can see that the the drivers are getting down off of the front of the carriage. Oh, God damn it. Broke the axle. And you see that the axle of this cart is broken as it plunged into the the mud puddle here. Mm -hmm. Mm. And they are starting to go into the back of the the cart and pull out the repair kits and try to figure out what they're going to do. I think when I hear that something is broken, I hop off Gabby's mm. cart and walk over to see the damage. And if I can, I'll use mending to try to just fix it. Great. So as you are approaching, they are trying to figure out what they are going to do. And you see that the front cart uh, it looks like some of the boxes inside slid like really far forward and, and slammed into each other. And it looks like people have crawled inside. Oh, a couple of the crates broke. Um, and they're trying to put them back together. Uh, everybody go ahead and give me a perception check. I got a 10. 19. 19. Ooh. Wow. Ooh. So, Jasu, you can, you're like scoping out this, this carriage. It's a big carriage you think that you would have trouble lifting it by yourself okay this is like a 20 foot long wood and metal carriage and you're not sure what's in it but your friends are titan you see that one of the crates inside has broken open and hundreds of gold coins have spilled out oh my gosh just so much gold gosh (laughs) and joe as you're walking up from behind you see that out of the the rear carriage, the window shades have been pulled, and you see Oramaya and Paltry mm-hmm. sticking their heads out at what's going on. And they're having a kind of a discussion with uh, the driver of their carriage. What, what's causing the problem? Are we going to be here for a long time? I'm so sorry, sir, but I, I think that we have a large repair to make. Uh, we'll, we'll get you a snack and, uh, and a drink while you're waiting. 
oh, okay, well, just work quickly because, uh, you, you know, we don't want to be out here any longer than we have to. How many, how many, 12 guards? <laughs> 12 guards, yeah. Uh, oh, plus Sir Galavain. Because it's like. For a hundred gold piece, I can fix that for you. Who are you talking to? I'm talking to the guards that are fixing, have been tasked with fixing. They do a double take and the, for a hundred gold pieces, you can, you can just fix this? Well, how are you well I guess it? DM, let me know if you'll let me fix it with mending. So you it, look it'd be reasonable at it, if you wouldn't let me either. <laughs> you look at it and you think that mending could play a role eventually, but right now you have a big problem, which is that this whole, like the carriage is just too low, mm, you know, and like- Sure, because it's stuck. Once you get everything back into position, mending could definitely help out with the repair, but you have like- a five-ton cart mm. that's nosedived into the mud right now. Who, who does it look like is in charge? Sir Galavain definitely seems to be marshalling everything that's going out on outside. He's yeah. gotten the other Duke's guards to kind of like take up a, a little perimeter and is is walked over here to the front to investigate. I think Titan would like to go up to Sir Galavain uh -huh. and say like, looks like you got a little problem here. You think you're going to be able to fix it by yourselves? Sir Galavain says... Well, I don't know what you're talking about. We we have all the people here, so I think I think we can fix it. Who, who may I ask are you, and and what brings you up to the the Delargo caravan? Oh, I'm real. I'm really good friends with Oramaya. We go way back. Saved his life a few times, you know. Oh, did you now? Are you? Wait a second. And you see his eyes shoot over to one of the guards, the guard that you saw last night, mm -hmm. who is also the guard that was chasing you as you tried to escape from the palace. Uh -huh. He says, Fergus, Fergus, are these the three that you were telling me about that Oramaya said uh, had some relationship with the pirates? And Fergus looks over at the three of you and um, he, he nods and he says, yes, sir, those are, those are definitely the three. Well, I'll be darned. And you've got the gall of... Come up here. I'm well, in love with this dude. We, we need to ask you some questions. Under what authority? Uh, I believe that you are 12 individuals in a stuck broken Stuck in carriage. the mud <laughs> with, with hordes of people who you have ruled over for so, generations behind so, you. We came up here asking if you needed some assistance. I had come to help, and now I am wondering if we should just turn back. Paltry. I'm wondering I'm wondering if we should just tell everybody in this crowd what's in this carriage. Paltry's head is out of the carriage and has clearly been hearing what you're saying. Says, Sir Galavain? Sir Galavain sees them. And Sir Galavain looks around at his guards and says, You heard the Duke? Seize them. And no. all of the guards lower their glaives at you. Let's roll initiative. Great. Ooh. Uh, Five. Twenty-two. Sixteen. Okay. So, twenty-two. Joe, you are the first to act. So, like, what's the deal? Because uh, <laughs> That's right. So, mm -hmm. like, like, where, so, like, so what they capture no. me and then what? Like, what do they, we're all just fucking stuck in the woods anyways. So... <laughs> How, where am I relative to them? Yeah, so you were up talking to the mechanics towards the front. So you yeah. are close to the horses that are pulling this carriage. And you can see that there's like this kind of mud pit that the the front right wheel went into. And uh -huh. this section of the canyon is pretty tight. And so off to your right, there's a, a steep drop off over some rocks that leads down to the Sudden Flow River. 
And off to your left, there's kind of a cliffy area that leads up into the hills. But it looks like it would be tough to climb right there. Behind you, you can see that this road kind of winds, and you can't see the back of the, the caravan from here. It's, it's a windy enough section of the road that you're only able to see a few carts back. You can see Gammy's cart, but you can't see Delilah's. And in front of you, it just keeps going up, you know, like you just mm-hmm. see the road just keeps going. And the the perimeter that the guards had set up is primarily towards the back of, of this Delargo area. There were a couple of them in the front of the of the carriage, and most of them were in the back. So there's a two kind of along each side of the carriages, and then there's like six in the back. Are um, Thula and Yama like with us, or are they kind of further back, so they're not actually they're with, being surrounded by? The they're guards. not being surrounded. They're by Gammy. Okay. I'm going to throw mud at the guards' eyes and dodge them as best I can and say, I reject this fucking idea. You're not in power. I don't know what your game plan is, but we have a boatload of people who are about to come up here that are friends with us who are going to protect us. So like, I don't get what the end goal is here as I am if anyone is trying to hit me. I'm just trying to like Amazing. dodge. Totally. Yeah, <laughs> dodge, dodge is, a, is a legit action. And I love the flavor that you are dodging by throwing mud at their eyes. So uh, you'll get a plus two to your armor class if they try to attack you. And that brings us to the guards. Ooh. So Sir Galavan ordered them all to seize you. Uh, so one of them is going to step up and try to seize each of you. Cool. This is Go for it. a contested grapple check. Okay. So I would like all of you to make either an athletics check or an acrobatics check. Not gonna be great. All right. They did not roll exceptionally well. 10. Okay, Titan, they rolled an 11. Mm-hmm. Jasu? 26. Say six. 26. 26. Oh, my oh God. My God. Okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, yeah, it's a 15 uh, to grab you, Jasu. Jasu literally just says the word no. <laughs> and Joe, it's extremely low. It's a six. Oh, good. I rolled the dirty 20. Oh, nice. All right. So the only one who actually gets grappled is Titan. The others are going to stand at attention, and Sir Galavan says, Hold. Now, all of you, if you so much as make a, a violent gesture, we'll shed your blood. And <laughs> and they are all going to hold actions so that if you, uh, if you mm. attack, it looks like they are ready to attack you in response. That will bring us to Titan. Great. Is there anybody by the cart that has the gold spilling out of it? Yes. Are we are we yeah. right by it? Or is yeah. that where we yeah. are? Was there is there somebody dealing with the gold? Uh, yeah, there's somebody in the cart who is like trying to fix up the and not one of the guards. This is like one of the drivers. There were a couple there's like two drivers on each of the carriages, and so one of them is in there. Okay. I'm gonna look at the guy who's holding mm-hmm. me and I'm gonna say, honey. You got to buy me a drink first. Why don't you go take that gold and start passing it out to the people? <laughs> and I will do unsettling words and cast suggestion. Yes. So minus <laughs> minus D8 to this role uh, and DC 16 to go start passing out the gold to the people. Okay. Oh, yeah. It's a seven, baby. Sorry. <laughs> 
All right, so he gets a four in that case. Damn, well, that's a failure. That is a failure. <laughs> and sounds good. And let's go. And well, I think this is Fergus. So Fergus now uh, lets go of you and strides forward and just rips out of the hands of the driver who was trying to pick up this broken box, this this broken crate full of gold, and just starts walking back towards the the rest of the crew. <laughs> now make do it until it's all passed out, Sir honey. Sir Gallivane is going to, as he walks by, is going to use his reaction to make an opportunity attack with this glaive. He's got a big, long glaive. Oh God, he's going to cut this man down. Going to make an attack roll. <laughs> oh my. Wow. Wow, infighting. That is only a nine to hit. So he does not hit. And this guy just keeps walking on. Wait, oh no, hold hold on, hold on. Fergus, where, where are you going? And Fergus says, look, I just have something that I got to do, okay? I'll, I'll be back in a minute, <laughs> but I, I think the, the people need this gold. And Sir Gallivan says, oh, you four, stop, stop him. But they've, you know, they were entirely trained on you. And so they are not prepped to use their, their held actions. However, this is also just flavor because he didn't have movement on his turn. So that's right. <laughs> this will all resolve um, next, next round. round. But the next people to go are the Delargos. And so you see uh, Paltry and Oramaya. Oh, oh God, they're, they're going to start fighting. And they shut the doors and draw the blinds. And you see that they this carriage is like set up for a siege. Like these shutters on the, on the windows are like closed down. And it looks like they're able to lock the thing up and just lock themselves away inside. Bilius is at the side. Wait, wait, Paltry, let me in. And uh, Paul just, Billy, just go climb on top. Um, that will bring us to Jaisu. I'm going to say no, and I'm going to walk away. I'm literally going to turn around and just like walk out of this space, and they can make an opportunity attack if they want because I'm leaving. I'm just not engaging in this. Cool. If they make an opportunity attack, I'll stop. They, I mean. Sir Galvane was pretty specific about needing violence, and it looks like you're not choosing violence here. So they just kind of watch you. The question that I will have for you, or, or, or the observation that I would like to point out, is that as long as this cart is broken here, nobody is getting a cart by. People could walk by, oh. but they are they are filling the road. In that case, yeah. I will actually walk over... I'll just walk by, by everyone and go to the front of the cart. Mm -hmm. And can I use my staff as sort of a lever? Like I can't physically myself lift the cart, but if I use the uh, like my staff to try and lift it, could I? Could I at least move it? Could I make a motion as if I'm trying to help dig this out? Yeah, you think that using your staff, you, you could make a big help. And you see a boulder off on the side of the of the road that you think you could use as like the fulcrum to make your level lever arm work better but you'd have to like bring it over a little ways great i walk over and i say i will get your cart out only so that the rest of us can move and i would like to push this boulder to a, the location where i need it amazing as you reach down to pick up this boulder oh no <laughs> what's happening does a 26 hit you <gasps> Yeah, it does. What the fuck? What? Who, who dares attack me? It better not be June. You see an eyelid open on the front of the boulder. Ah! 
and a giant toothy mouth open and engulf your arm as it reaches oh down to try to grab the boulder. Oh my god. It deals Oh my gosh. It deals twenty two piercing damage to <gasps> you. Jesus Christ. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And that is where we will end our session. Jesus. Oh, no, wait, but I still God. have an action. I still have an action. <laughs> and next time. Oh, my um, God. I'm writing down oh in all caps, my. I still have action left. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh. Okay. Ooh, gosh. Nobody saw that one coming. Truly no wow, one. wow, wow. Wow, 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 wow. Oh, man, that worked out. So fucking well. For you, oh. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> thrilling. Uh, should we talk about that dirty, dirty crit? crit. Dirty crit. I knew that there was going to be something else. I knew it. I felt it in the force. Oh, and I couldn't you? figure out what it was mm. going to be. And I did not expect it to be the boulder. So good on you. <laughs> so, so oh, there's, a, there's a boulder that you think you could. That <laughs> uh, could be Trap. super no, it was useful great, I was like, for you. That's part of the reason why I wasn't going forward. I was thing. like, oh, yeah. like if I go up the mountain, that's probably where all the bad things are uh-huh. happening. Sure. But the yeah. bad things came well, to us And anyway. that's what's so that's why it's so delightful because like it was going to happen in a very, very different way. And like maybe mm-hmm. not even this session, you know, like it could have gone down so differently. And instead you literally stuck your hand in it. Yeah, I did. I said, hey, what's up? I'm going to need you for a quick second. Just a quick, quick uh, second. Amazing. Because yeah. I guess there had to be some way for us and the 13 hostels to be on the same side because yeah. as strong as we are we could we weren't going to take down all of those dudes oh i was <laughs> <laughs> it took all of my willpower not to just beat everyone up i said mm-hmm. i'm but then i was There's like so many I'm of pretty them impressed. Right? I know, yeah yeah it would have been like the numbers on that would be would be tight it's like because yeah. i was yeah, i was crunching be. those numbers before this session started like wow 12 of them yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's just so many attacks i will say the dirty crit that happened for me that i was like wow was when oramaya said work quickly i literally almost lost my mind in that (laughs) moment for like deanna did because it is my biggest pet peeve Mm. when a supposed leader comes in and tells you something absolutely obvious (laughs) about a job they have no idea how to do and you're like what are you What are you saying? You just said words that you literally have no idea what they mean, and you're just like, work quickly. Okay, I was planning on- What a good idea. Really good idea. Thank you. Absolute crazy (laughs) We had this professor, and it wasn't even professor. She was technically like the head of the program in college, Mm. and she would say this thing after our plays. She would like come into the dressing room, and she would say, smartly done. And oh, it was gosh. just always like, what Whoa. does that even, what does it mean? I d- what does it no mean? idea what that means. Mm, smartly done. Thanks. Like, what are we talking about? <laughs> what are we saying? Smartly, was she English? No, no, she was Minnesotan. Oh, it's cuter <laughs> if she's English. Right, right. Smartly done. Smart. Smartly yeah, then, done. then I might be like, oh, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. Maybe this word means something different to you. <laughs> Because I think like smart used to be like nice, like oh you're dressing smart, smart yeah, totally. You've got yeah, Yeah, exactly, Mm -hmm. exactly. But smartly done, everyone, right? Because there's no way that it's not vague. Like it's always going to be vague, Mm. and then it's yeah, it's not even like on topic. It's like yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. 
So Someone you don't have to say anything. You can you can just say nice work. As if you don't want to say like, oh, you were all did you all did it was wonderful. It's just like, hey, you all were up there working. Mm-hmm. Nice work. Yeah. That's the thing to say. <laughs> yep. I guess that is probably what she was trying to get at, right? Is I like think so. Marley Dunn is nice work. I think so. It just always felt she, felt weird. It was yeah. like, I can give yep. you the benefit yep. of the doubt as a human, but also choose different right. words. <laughs> just <laughs> different words, please. Yeah. yeah. Totally. My thing is for sure if someone's trying to tell me to get something done quickly, mm-hmm. um, that it will be that it will be quick when they have absolutely no idea even what it entails mm-hmm. um that it will that this will be easy um even though they again have absolutely no idea what it entails or can't we just and then i lose my mind if if the words can't we just mm-hmm. start to come out of someone's <laughs> mouth i've mm-hmm. already stopped listening because i cannot yeah. <laughs> yeah one of the things that i've been yeah. trying to take out of my language and this happens a lot in climbing because we encourage people so much when they're climbing and you mm. know i coach i mm. coach climbers and so i find myself talking to climbers on the wall constantly but even if you're not a coach even if you're just like climbing with your friends people you know you're like encouraging people mm-hmm. but the type of language that gets used i think is hugely important and i've tried to take out things that predict the future like you've mm-hmm. got this or you can do it or it'll be easy mm-hmm. or whatever like because i don't know that they have it so i try to find language that's like encouraging them to go for it but they have to choose to commit i i can't totally. i can't mm. assure them that everything's going to be fine because actually it, it it might not be you know well i i think that actually it's a really good yeah. a really good way of approaching it and i think it gets to like sort of the point from p- perhaps both of our our complaints which is like it, it doesn't actually feel like fundamentally you understand what i have done and are appreciating mm-hmm. it to the level that i think mm-hmm. you should be and in your in this way you uh, because not everyone's going to understand whether, whether it's climbing or any or or acting or anything mm-hmm. else exactly yes. what that entails unless they've done it themselves and i don't think you have to be able to do something exactly in the way that you have asked someone else to do it in order to appreciate what they're doing like i think you can lead uh someone like people can be a director without being an actor but they can understand yes, yes, what acting 100%. entails even if they don't necessarily know how to do it themselves they understand it the theory whatever it might be i think i can appreciate acting even if i'm not an actor but i think that the difference is what you just said where it's like i'm not coming to you and telling you how you feel about it or how your what your experience was or should be it's i'm recognizing that i think that this was great or i really found value in this or i see in you the ability to work really hard and i think you can do this just based on that alone. Mm-hmm. And so I think that, yeah, it's just a recognition of work without an assumption of what that means. Yeah. So yeah, that was great. I, I saw Deanna, mm. yes. When, <laughs> yeah. The steam, the, the steam started quickly, to rise from I, your head. I said- Work quickly. Oh no, I'm dumb. <laughs> yes. said, I actually have to leave now. <laughs> I Yeah, I was really in, intrigued by Jasu, what felt like a, an active, detachment from things and like the way that played out and the ending moments of this session were so cool because it's like it's so different than like a passive uh detachment which characters often feel and that's totally legit too but this time it was like you are provoking me so hardcore and i'm just going to like intentionally turn away from you 
It felt like something mm-hmm. The Witcher would do or something like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Well, I think I think no. Jesu has other problems right now. Like I think Jesu is truly just like, what's the worst you're going to do? It it, mm-hmm. it is also what Kylie slash Joe said, where it's just, what are we what are we talking about right now? And I think that old Jesu would probably inter- have entertained that trying to uh, address it, but this current Jesu who is having a hard time um is a who's no longer preaching who's no longer trying who's still trying to help but is not is not out here trying to spread the word of her god that she doesn't even can't even connect with anymore that she's just like i have bigger problems and i'm not going to deal with this mm-hmm. i'm just gonna do what needs to be done and yeah. that's it yeah i thought it was really cool also to see joe's uh and gam gammy's Gammy. Gammy. I thought that that was, it was just like Aunt Delilah. It was so community. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. It's fun uh, playing a character like Joe that I feel like, especially in her hometown, just knows everyone, mm-hmm. especially folks like the baker, like yeah. this collaborator with her dad. Yeah. And so it kind of expands on the idea of home. It's like, oh, yeah, Stormhaven is home. There is community, but like, People leave and now we're on the road and I thought I left home, but yet like here are these people who are also mm. leaving that I'm getting to interact with that feel familiar and feel like home. Yeah. And I, I just want to continue to heap praise on all of you as players for like initiating that kind of stuff. I love when you just tell me like, oh yeah, I know this person and like I'm, I'm just going to hug them and they're going to be okay with that. And because it, it gives me such a... Uh, like a specific palette to make these NPCs with. Uh, so thank you mm-hmm. <laughs> for that. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like one of the pretty things that happen is the fucking DeLargos just closing up their carriage mm-hmm. and just like shutting out their guard, shutting out Bilius. Ugh. After telling them to work quickly. Cowards. Yep. I mean, it's not like, I feel like it wasn't really anything new because that behavior from them wasn't surprising to me. Mm-hmm. But definitely felt pretty. Yeah. Yeah, other crits. I yeah yeah. You, well, yeah. the fact that like it came up a little bit during the session, you all just not realizing that the Delargos would ha- take issue with you. Like, yeah. can we talk about that <laughs> for a second? Can we talk about that for a yeah. second? We it's literally the middle. We're all leaving. Yeah. Who cares? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I also think it might be a, at least for me a function of not remembering how we left. Yeah, yeah, totally. With them. <laughs> I'm well, but I think it's a but, combo for me. Well, you know, I mean, okay, I'm gonna devil's advocate that. But like, here's my suspicion. My suspicion is that mm-hmm. your brains are melding with your character so much that you're thinking, oh, we have bigger fish to fry. Yeah, mm-hmm. and these people are only concerned with their own well-being and they have been the leaders of this town for generations and now they're being forced out and you three have multiple counts of piracy being associated with prim who they were trying to take down right at the end there being spotted Mm -hmm. in the palace when some key documents went missing the night before they were expatriated like there's a several things that are very, even if you might not be like, you know, guaranteed, oh, we have to kill you now. Like, like maybe, mm-hmm. maybe they just want to ask some questions because uh, you do yeah. have Oramaya and people like that who are kind of like might vouch for you in some way. 
but still Oromias met you when you were with pirates you know like mm-hmm. I think part of it is I just have I Deanna and just yeah. you have zero respect for them as leaders <laughs> and so like I don't actually right. see them in totally. any sort of leadership role right. I just see them as whiny little children <laughs> with money and so I'm just like okay do what you want I have other things to do but if it was like if we had gone over and it was like say prim right Mm -hmm. and we had a same relation the same all the same things but because prim i respect as a leader i would be like oh i I would go into that uh uh, interaction with a different mindset but the delargos i mean mostly mostly ormaya because ormaya has been our only real interaction with the leaders and then a little bit with the duke it's just like, are you a leader? I don't know that you are. Mm. Who gave you authority? Zero people. Yeah. Well, it just I seems don't. like a stupid choice for them to try to capture us because yes. it's like yes. what yes. what they get out of it. I don't know uh-huh. because then what they're gonna take us to this town and then maybe <laughs> if the government there likes them, then they'll lock us up there. Uh-huh. But it feels like it feels like we're in a prime situation to flip these guards mm. and to like change side, like change the side that these guards are on because. Mm. There's no way the Delargos can keep paying them on an ongoing basis that they're even going to <laughs> want a, yeah. to once they get yeah. safely to the other side and like planted in their new home. So it feels it feels ripe for some flipping. Totally. And I think that's a really good point because it's like their only reason they have people with them is because they are paying them, not because anyone mm-hmm. likes them. Yeah. And this one guy for the next eight hours is just going to be <laughs> passing out money to the crowd. So love that. Oh, can we talk? Can we talk a little bit also about Titan's experience leaving the town? I thought that that was such a because we haven't yeah. really talked about the the crit that happened to get you to the town. Like we all sort of know it, but there hasn't really been as much exploration and gameplay about like Titan's background sure i mean i i y'all don't really know anything so i'm like i'm hesitant to talk about it now yeah, so it'll mm-hmm. come out when it, you know because uh, you'll 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 get it when you get it because i have to make some of it up too <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I, I think it was as it was happening and it's like we had like a moment of breath um it was definitely weird for me joshua to realize i was like oh snap this is just not where i was thinking this would go where it's like i'm now like walking out of this town to go with a bunch of essentially you know um, emigres uh you know refugees people who are like who are making like big changes in their lives and it's like the, like when I did this the last time, it was like mostly mm. just me, you mm. know, and now I'm doing it with like, you know, a yeah. bunch of people. Yeah. Feels different. Yeah, totally. And with some power too, yeah. you know? Yeah, totally. It's like, yeah, I am going to go talk up to the DeLargos because it's like, you know, well, you know, I'm like, ah, yeah, I should know. I'm in the rebellion now, resistance now. I should know what's what what they're up to. What like, yeah, what are these guys planning on doing when they get to this town? I should try to figure some of this out. Oh, y'all are still gonna try and do the exact same bullshit you've been doing this entire time, even on the road. All right, cool. Now we're just gonna take your stuff. <laughs> that's that's why I I really loved the way that we got into the the encounter part of it, which I'm super stoked to play through next time and roll lots of dice because like there was a version where you all just like, oh, the carts crashed. Cool, we'll stay back over here. And so as not to like draw attention to ourselves 
and they probably would have made headway on fixing the carts and things and shit still would have gone down but in a totally different way and this way mm. was really fun so thanks for that Yay. you're welcome uh, <laughs> chaos but uh yeah i feel like that's a great way to wrap everything up so anybody want to plug anything Oh, yeah, I'm going to start yeah, it. Please. I'm going to start it because because I know when this is coming out. Hey, another yeah. show. Uh, for <laughs> so um, for those of you in the New York City area, I'm uh, doing another show called War Words at uh, New York Repertory, which is on 53rd and 10th. And it is a, actually a really cool project. It's a bunch of interviews taken from uh, veterans from Iraq and Afghanistan. It's turned into this kind of monologue play with like the intent of really bridging the gap between people in the military and people who have no experience with people in the military. You know, less than 1% of the population serves now, which is not all it didn't used to be the case. So most people don't know anybody who's ever been involved with uh, with the military. And so this play uh, seeks to kind of try to bridge, bridge that gap. Uh, and it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. It was very fun mm. to do it on Veterans yeah, Day. Definitely. Did you have a lot of veterans in the audience? Uh, there are a couple of vets in the cast, wow. which is very cool. And yeah. there were some, there, there were a few in the audience that day too. Yeah. Wow. Awesome. Very cool. Anybody else? Just because of when this is coming out, anyone in the dance community in DC, we're doing a contact dance improv jam at Edwidge, Edgewood Arts Center from 745 to 9 with my friend Courtney and I. So all levels are welcome, both disabled and able-bodied dancers welcome. You can sign up, I guess, by emailing. I mean, technically, we have a Google form. By I don't know where the fuck we put that. At gmail.com. So email yeah. with yeah. 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 Or just show up. Honestly, either one. We're going to have Amazing. a great time. It's going to be chill. Sweet. Love it. Kylie? I feel like there are some things happening in December for the theater that I work for, but all of our dates are t like up in mm. the air. We're going to be doing a reading at the New York Aquarium sometime in December is the hope. And then we're also just going to be hosting like a chill open mic night somewhere in Manhattan in December. But all of that's TBD. So, go to the so website. I can like keep it updated on the socials yeah. for anyone in New York. Sweet. Love it. And I'm going to plug our one year anniversary, which is coming up. <sighs> next month and uh, oh my so then like our anniversary will be on the solstice which is also very close to the holidays and so that's kind of why i'm bringing this up now because then we're going to be taking breaks so we're taking a break last week which you already know for thanksgiving and then we're also taking a break basically the, the christmas new year's time those exactly the the last week of december and the first week of january we will be dark but we'll miss you. We'll miss you so much. And yes. we yes, Aiden. will we'll expect an email. Please email us. Did you say Ian? Aiden. Aiden. Aiden, Aiden, Aiden. please email us. Uh, we've been expecting an email <laughs> from you. We haven't gotten it. <laughs> yeah. Um, we've been expecting an email from you for a long time. And you're actually very late. And yeah, it's uh, so honestly a little insulting. Send that to whencrithappens at gmail.com. Everyone else, you can find us on the socials at whencrithappens. And if you haven't had enough of us already, you can find more on our Patreon. Patreon.com slash when crit happens. Crit on them. Hope you enjoyed the show, everyone. Special thanks to Cullen Fitzpatrick for our theme music and original musical underscoring by Wormwood, Balin Wagner, and Benjamin Bergdorf. Full episodes come out every other Wednesday. On the off weeks, exclusive content is released for our members. Head over to patreon.com slash whencrithappens to join the community. Thanks for listening.
you know that shop back in Stormhaven, Oregon Trail, they're great at fixing <laughs> broken axles. Yeah, did they send any representatives along with them? Oh, no. They, did Oregon, unfortunately, did Oregon they all Trail? died of dysentery, so they, they didn't make it. Oh. <laughs> wow, wow. Dead. Wow. Um, uh, 